Welcome to our podcast, Bitchin' About Food. My name is Katherine Gallagher. I'm Dan Pesson. And we are here again in Will's wonderful studio in beautiful, sunny Santa Monica. And we want to say hi to Nick, who we're, we're not at Nick's. That's okay. Uh, again, we have three people today. Uh, we have a special guest, a very special guest to the podcast. And that's why we have only three people on a mic. We have today my friend and Jan's friend, but mostly my friend, Catherine Detrave. Yes. Welcome to the podcast. Yay! Yay, Thanks, Catherine! Bienvenue! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's French, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. French. Yes. Jan lived in Paris for a year. I have to tell that story. Okay, so Catherine, yes. Catherine lived in which arrondissement? Where in the 15th arrondissement 15th. in Paris. I grew up there. Yeah. She grew up in the 15th. That they, you just when you're from Paris, you just say the fifteenth. That, yes. that's shortened, Jen. Anyway. The Kenzie, I lived in the Kenzie arrondissement. Oh, you did? Too? I did. Yeah. Oh my God! Is that where which you metro lived? stop? I don't remember now. I think it was uh, Rue Boussico. Vaugirard, mm. uh, no. maybe. Boussico. I don't. Uh, no, that's not. That's, that's not. But I know it was the Kenzie. Okay, but Kenzie is one of the biggest arrondissements in Paris. I know. It's in a. It's in the area. I don't know. Boussico. That's not my. Yeah, I was duplex, duplex. La Motte Piquet Grenelle, and uh, Vaugirard. Those were the three stops. You girls are so fancy. I don't know. But I mean, you know, it's been it's been forty years. Well, yeah. So Since here's I, how yeah, it went. Here's how it went down. Catherine is our friend. She's my friend, and um, we've established that she's she, more your friend than mine. Well, okay. pretty much. Can we move on? Yeah. Okay. okay. Thanks. Jan, don't be such a big bitch. Yeah, anyway, okay. the thing is, when Catherine was a wee young girl, she came over here as an exchange student and basically met her first husband and never left. And then uh, she's been here ever since. And so now she considers herself to be American. Yeah. But when we are bitching about food, wait until you hear the French come <laughs> I revert out. to French. Wait until yes. the French comes <laughs> out. Because I have a pork story for both of you, Jan already knows part of the pork story, but I'm going to tell Catherine the pork story. And I know you must. she's going to bitch slap me back to France with her French bitch slapping <laughs> ways when I tell her the pork story. Because the end of the story is I threw out all the pork. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Catherine is a really good friend and funny person and <laughs> a... Uh, when she wants to be, she's a great cook. I didn't realize she was such a great cook until I actually went to visit her in France in her fabulous house in Sarlat. And really? All the, yeah. Because, you know, you would have me over and you would have somebody cook for us or yeah. you would pull out one of your bags from yeah. whatever crazy yeah. service you yeah. have. And, yes. and then, but all of a sudden in France, you're like, oh, I think I'm just going to make... And I'm like, where has this salmon with capers been my whole life? Where is this? And then you took me to the market and you ordered a bunch of stuff and you brought it home. And I'm like, I start eating this spread. I don't even know what it is, Jan. I'm just eating whatever she puts in front of me. I'm just eating everything in sight. Very like, trusting. And I go, Very what the hell is this? And you said it's, how do you say it? Rillette. Rillette. Yes. And I'm like, what the F is Riette? I'm trying to think that you've never had Riette in your life. Yeah. Ever. Well, so yeah. I went in a deep dive, and here's what it is. It's like a pork spread, and I tried to make it. I have four versions in my Google Docs. You can also make it with goose, which is actually in my area. That's what we use. We use goose Riette. I thought it was duck. I thought your area was duck. You could do duck, goose, or pork. But but the original one, I think it's the Riette du Mans. They're from a town in France called Le Mans, and they're famous for the Riette. 
Okay. And there they make it with pork. But pork shoulder, yes. Allspice, juniper, black pepper, whiskey, uh, and then you you have to cook the pork and then you grind it into a thing. And I did make it once for you and you said it was pretty good, but it so was it, kind of it's salty. like a pate? Yes, yeah. it is. It's like basically a way to preserve pork or a meat, in this case pork, in its fat. Basically there's several ways to preserve. You smoke, you salt, or you, you confit. Which is, this is a part of the confit, which means that you cook it in its own fat. And pork is very fatty, so is goose and duck. That's why those three meats work. Oh, my God, it was so good. And then that's that's sort of the ancestral way to conserve food. And it turns out to be really good, too. But Old school cooking, man. So you, you cook it to death. To death, it, With literally. some spices. That's not even that important. And then it, it cooks forever. I don't know exactly. But then it, the meat falls off the bone, and then there's like a layer of fat at the top, and that conserves it. You don't have to refrigerate it, and you can eat it, you know. And it's very rich in protein and, and fat and calories. Yeah. Yum. This market, this marché where we went to in Sala, you know, big giant tub of something and Catherine goes oh that's butter let's just get some. I'm like oh my god the butter the butter was heaven and the reason wait let's go back to Jan <laughs> let's go back to Jan because Jan remember don't forget to send us an email uh, less Jan more Jan bafpod at gmail.com <laughs> I just rolled my eyes no Jan Jan said to me one day she said I'm I went to visit her in New York and she said well I'm moving to Paris I'm like really I, I'm like, why? She goes, I just want to go to Paris. I said, Good. well, do you speak French? She's like, no. I, she said, I learned one sentence. Où est la bonne? I'm like, what does that mean? She goes, where's the bathroom? <laughs> so I was freaking out because she was taking a couple of classes at Alliance Francaise. And she was, just, she was just going to move over to France and wing it. So off she goes to France. And I don't hear a word. This is before the internet back in the day, way before the internet. And all of a sudden, a year later, I'm in my apartment in Chicago and the phone rings. And I hear this, bonjour. I'm like, what? Who is this? I go, wrong number. And, she, and then all of a sudden she goes, it's Jan. <laughs> she was fluent. Fluent. I wouldn't fluent. say I was fluent. Oh, no, no. You were fruit. Flu- and you didn't know jack shit before okay. you went over there. All right. You, she went over there, became an au pair to yeah, two little boys. Go. That's and, fantastic. And Madame Alban. Alban? Was it Alban? Albon. Albon. Madame Albon? No. The little boy's name was Albon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Albon. Omar and Albon. Yeah. But what was her name? Madame what? God, I can't remember now. She was really good. She was good to you. And you lived in a... And then you were like, oh, and they have this. And then you said to me, French women, and I can attest to this because we're looking at the most gorgeous French woman right now, <laughs> Catherine. She goes, French women can eat whatever they want. They they eat all this cheese and they eat all this food and they uh, they drink all this wine, but they have like little tiny bodies. And then she goes, but you know what it is? They have little tiny portions. Yes, yeah. because like, it's not the case anymore. Have you, see, have you been on a beach in France lately? No, but I have. And oof. Really? Really? Yeah. Oof. Oh, yeah. See, that's... Big change. Because that, when I was... I was talking to you about this yeah. the, the fact that when I was living there there were no supermarkets there was no oh, yeah. big supermarkets there was no so processed this was, food was circa 19 this was 1917 1917 <laughs> right around the whiskey rebellion yeah okay um, <laughs> I'm just going to pretend like I don't hear this is 1982 <laughs> yeah 1980 yeah so we cro- our paths crossed yeah. because yeah. I arrived in the states in 1983 yeah so there were supermarkets but but they, you're right. They were very. There was the beginning of the Leclerc supermarket. I remember there was a small, uh, yeah, supermarket Leclerc. My mom was very excited. It opened in our in our area, 
And it was a supermarket where you can fetch a bunch of stuff. But why was she excited? Because it was all of a sudden you didn't have to hit 300 different stores to get your stuff. Well, what you do you mean go... 300 different stores? There's like five guys right around the corner in every in every neighborhood. Yeah, but I mean, there was take... something exciting about it for her having to, you know, being in charge of the food and cooking every day, every meal, including lunches for us because we didn't eat at school. Uh, you know, know, to have the, to just, she would go. Why, one was shop it reform stopping. school or something? You didn't eat at school? No, it was... When I think of my mom and all the shit, she, yeah, she, it's a lo- she stayed a- home and cooked f- lunch for us till oh, I was 18, till the end of high school. What? Me and my sister, yeah. But yeah. anyway, that's a okay. separate thing. But but yeah, so I remember her saying, oh my God, there's because there was a little, the l'arabe du coin. So there was Félix Potin, number one. Félix Potin is a small little, I would, you would say the bodega from the corner, like in New York City or the mm-hmm. 7-Eleven. So Felix Potin, where you can buy a can of tuna, a thing of pasta, maybe diapers for your baby, and cheese. a bottle of wine, and then some cheese. You could buy a few things. And so those were all over Paris, and they still are. And there's the, the Arab, we call it the Arab, it's probably politically completely incorrect, but we used to call it the Arab because a lot of the Arab immigrants uh, had those businesses and they were very successful. So let's go to the Arab and get the, or go to the Arab and get me the, Yeah, <laughs> that's what we used to say. Uh, and then there was, you're right, no big supermarket. No, no processed food. Very little processed food. I still remember the first time my dad brought over cornflakes. He's like, oh, my God. My dad was very pro-American. He says, and he goes, il y a des cornflakes. J'ai acheté ce truc. Ça s'appelle des cornflakes. C'est des cornflakes in you. <laughs> and I'm like, and I was like, Dad, what, what are you talking about? They're, they're, they're flakes of corn, made of corn. I'm like, how is that possible? <laughs> and you eat them with milk. I'm like... That's mm. weird. Yeah. And then immediately becomes soggy. And I'm like, mm, no. Mm-mm. But it was, he was all excited. It's like, it comes in a box and there's like some fancy, it was just like a novelty that we, you know, les cornflakes, c'est génial. Les did you try them? Yeah. Did you like them? What yes, you I tried them and I was just like, no, yeah. did not like them. Yeah. I mean, I remember French people <laughs> that I would meet going, can you send me some cake mixes when you get back? Can you send me a mix for, because uh, there were no mixes. No, no there mixes. was nothing. No. There was nothing. And they seemed to be very excited about that. Well, so. novelty, as you know, is always fun and discovering, you know, and then things to make things life easier, easier. is always something easier. That, you know, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, but you know what makes life easy is when, like my friend Jean, who used to live in Montmartre, I don't know if you say, Montmartre, you, know, yeah. you walk out into, there's a cheese <laughs> store there. I don't even know where it is or what it is. It could be any cheese store in Paris. And you walk in and it's literally... Floor to ceiling, cheese it's stunk in there. It's everywhere. I remember, and I was always thinking those poor people who work in there. They come, they come home stinking of cheese. Are you kidding? It yes. smelled like heaven. No, it smells like cheese. It smells like heaven. heaven. Okay, well, you crazy, mm, crazy thing. No, I mean, yes, I yeah. There was a very famous cheese guy called Quentin, and he had a he was yeah chez Quentin. They had the best cheeses, and yes, it was fun to go over there. The but chocolatier, I, the chocolatier. Even in Sarlat, when I went to that bakery to get that bread on the corner, and yes. I actually successfully yes. asked for bread in French, f- yes. f- and I paid, and the girl goes, the woman goes, very good. Like I tried to say, French, <laughs> I tried to speak French for a minute. They have like, she sold like three there. things: bread and a croissant and something else. Yeah, and it was like fantastic. Yeah, they don't well, have that here. No, because you bread isn't the basis of your of the American diet as it is in France. And Italy. I would say France yeah, is really specific for that. I you think. eat a lot of bread when you're, you eat more we bread We eat a lot France. of bread, yeah. When you're in France, yeah. yeah. But it's not, okay, so let's go back to the purity. Okay, so let's go back to what I was saying about Jan. 
because she was saying things like the tiny portions and and no processed food and everything's tiny and also the purity of the ingredients. And I used to shop for the woman I worked for. I shopped for her daily. Like I would go daily. She would give me a little list. I would yes. go shop, you know, beefcake haché. Yes. Beefsteak uh, haché, what's beefcake haché? Yeah. Uh, it's beefsteak horse meat. Haché. Horse no. Meat. What? Beef haché, beef steak haché, beefsteak. We say beefsteak, but it's actually beefsteak. Haché means uh, ground. So it's ground beef, or it could be horse. Yeah, horse. it's usually horse. No, De it's cheveux. usually. No, because beef means beef. So I know, but. <laughs> uh, beef steak she haché, didn't want yeah. me to know. She no, we, like I know. never ate horse in my life. My parents, we I like, did. We did not fucking eat horse because I didn't know I was eating horse. But, but you, oh. but you told the great story when you lived in Paris about how <laughs> you said to me. So I go, I go and get a baguette, and then like I start eating it on the way home, and then I'm on the way home, and I realize I ate the whole thing, and yeah. I had to go back and get another one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I would do that too. That was my first experience yes. with the baguette, yes. and then I learned buy two. So because, yeah, you know, you need two. We used to get in trouble. So we had a where I lived in the we lived in a denim. How do you call it? Um, yeah, a little dead end street. And at the end of uh, there was a corner. There was a a cul de sac. Yeah, cul de sac. Exactly. Thank you. There was a butcher shop on one corner and there was a, a boulangerie at the other end. And when we were little, like five or six, we'd go down the elevator and go down and get, a, we had a one franc coin and go buy the baguette. And then we were under strict <laughs> orders to not eat. Like, okay, you could eat the top, the little rounded edge, but that's ben it. Crete, the ben crete, Otherwise, the burnt. You, you, you would get in trouble like, what? Half the baguette is gone. Go back and go get another one. We would get in trouble like, do not eat the bread before you get home. Yeah. So, yeah, because I it's know. like it's yeah. like crack. It's so good. It's so delicious. It's so but I, good. I, I'm curious because you've lived here a long time. Yes. So adapting to wait a minute. What you are not going to believe where she started. Where she started her uh, American journey. Well, it was bad at first. Is that what you're going to ask me? I'm sorry. Yeah. Let her ask. That. I am. Yeah. Okay. Ask the no. Now I don't know what question because. No, we'll let, let Jan ask the, ahead, question. ask the question. Ask the question. I've no. been here a long time, yes. No, so <laughs> when you got here and the, the way we eat, which is completely different yes. from, but I'm assuming you were living in a city, like... Well, Hell no. Yes oh. and no. Well, first, my first contact with America was Kankakee, Illinois, which is oh, God. two hours south of... <laughs> no. Of, of, we know of, where it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the home of John Deere Tractor. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. Okay, so I, I stayed with a wonderful family, the Kirkpatricks. I don't know if they, listen, if they ever listened to this, but they were great. And uh, But it was total culture shock. But that was one thing because they cooked. So I discovered, first of all, you know, things like, let's go get ice cream. Well, several things. First of all, the rhythm of meals, completely different from what I'm used to. That's big. And it still is to this day. I struggle with that. <laughs> because the, you eating dinner at 6 or 5.30 and then going to the mall after dinner was a bizarre experience for me. I'm like, no, no, we eat dinner at 7, then we shower, we go to bed. We don't go to the mall after dinner. You just, you, you, it's not the way that and five o'clock is not dinner time it's snack time after school so it was weird it still is for me you know yeah we always yell you always yell at me dinner's at six i'm like really six yeah i know seven okay okay maybe it's, it's like the time your daughter posted the thanksgiving on instagram she goes it's a french thanksgiving nine thirty. turkey's coming out <laughs> well that was perhaps a little so anyway so that was you know, so I stayed with, the, you know, I was 17, so, you know. And then she was very overweight, but a great cook, and she made casseroles, which I had never experienced before. Yeah. 
homemade ice cream, which was delicious. And I discovered things, you know, barbecues were great, like good hamburgers, cheesecake. Those are wonderful staples of American cuisine I would that are amazing. Yeah, but I remember you telling me you were freaked out when people ate in their car. Yes. Yeah, so we eat and, you know, we go get a sandwich. Okay, let's go get a chili dog. Okay, didn't know what chili was, knew kind of what a hot dog was, but combining the two. Okay. But then, so we order it. And then I remember I was with Jeff. And, and Husband like, number one. And then, uh, we, yeah, and, and I'm like, okay, great. Well, where are we going to eat it? Like, we ordered it. We picked it up. And he goes, oh, no, no, we're, we're eating it here in the parking lot in the car. And I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> that was bizarre to Welcome me. Welcome to Kankakee, honey. <laughs> Never ate in my car. I, it was just, I didn't understand. Another, another thing that was very weird also, I thought about this this morning in the shower, I thought putting food colorant in a lot of stuff. We don't, there was no food colorant in anything in France. Well, who put food coloring in? It, w- Lots. What in those make? days in Kankakee, Illinois, I went to a party and there were little rolls <laughs> with white stuff, which was actually blue. Should have been white. I didn't know what it was. And it was like a roll. And I thought, oh, it's a biscuit or a cookie or something sweet. And I bit into it. And I was like, oh, my God, what is this? It was actually cream cheese that they had dyed blue or green. But not knowing what you were sinking your teeth in and then that sort of cream cheese texture in the blue was totally yeah, your throwing big mistake me off. Like, what? Yeah, your big mistake was eating blue food. That yeah, should have been like, your well, first clue. Well, it was some sort of, I think it was like, a, I don't want to say a baby shower, but maybe it was. Oh, where they dyed everything to match the blue theme. And I was oh, like, whoa. Oh, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> so did you gain a lot of weight when you Not first started? E- you didn't. No. Huh. No, no, no. That never was a problem. Huh. But I'll say another thing that is conducive to weight gain is also super weird is in, in America, you can eat any kind of meal at any time of the day anywhere. Like you can have a full, you know, turkey dinner at four o'clock in the afternoon in some restaurant somewhere. You can have in Manhattan Beach at Simsy's. It's a good example. Yeah. You can have a burger at 11 o'clock, at 2 o'clock, at 3 o'clock, at 4 o'clock, at 5 o'clock. You can have a burger and fries. I mean, it's like, who does that? Well, wait a minute. In France, don't they have burger on the menu at all times? Yes. No. We don't know. Our restaurants are open for lunch and they're open for dinner. But they're no, you cannot eat a meal at 3 p.m. in the afternoon in France. You, you can't. No restaurant will serve you a meal. <laughs> you can have an ice cream. You can have coffee. You can have a boulangerie you could buy a sandwich no there would be out of sandwiches but you could buy a croissant and a boulangerie but you cannot sit down at a restaurant and order a meal at three o'clock no no but can you go to a restaurant for lunch and have a burger or dinner and have a burger yes of course burgers are now on the menu sort of not okay not in your typical french restaurant but in plenty of like newer establishments and, you know, fast food establishments, obviously you can. But eating at all time of day and night mm. is a huge problem in America, I think. I think it's also the, like Jan was just talking about, the processed food thing. But it's, we have processed food too now. It's it's constantly eating. Also, they, they teach you, you know, that you have to eat all the time. I remember this as a mother, we, you know, with, with kids. It starts with kids, and this is terrible. So kids have breakfast, you know, let's say they're three, you take them to the park, you give breakfast to your kids, you go to the park, they play, you know, you're going to come home at noon and give them food. So my kids play and then other mothers are there and they all have baggies of Cheerios and snacks and sweets and, and little juice boxes and stuff. And they're looking at me like, oh, you don't have a snack for your kids. I'm like, no, they just had breakfast. We're going to have lunch. They don't need to eat between nine and 12. It's okay. It's okay. It's actually okay. (laughs) There's water to drink because, you know. They are exerting themselves, but there's no, what? 
But did the girls ever say, where's our snack? Everybody else is having a snack? They didn't give a shit. No. Okay. And kids are not necessarily hungry, but mothers are like, oh my God, you can't go anywhere if you don't. You have to have a snack. No, you don't. You don't. You can actually go hours without eating. It's okay. Yeah. Even for kids. Yeah. But when you were, okay, so when you would shop for Madame. Which I can't remember. Antil? Oh, Akil. Akil. Oh my God, oh my you God. remember. I can't believe Madame you remember. Akil. Oh my God. I know. That's great that you remembered that. I know, considering wow. my alcohol-soaked brain. Mm. Madame Akil. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but she would give you a list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But would she, she wasn't a big snacker either, right? She was tiny and her kids were well-fed and she didn't give them snacks. No, all. I didn't. I never, I never traveled. I took them to Le Jardin and I yeah. never had, I yeah. never had a snack with me exactly. to give them ever. So in America, this is impossible. There is nobody goes anywhere with kids without massive amounts of snacks. And that, I was like, no wonder your kids are fighting or from the get-go. Yeah, overweight. Child obe- obesity, I listened to a study that, that came out, 25% of American kids are obese now. But yeah. I, I didn't... I don't recall, I mean, do you? I don't recall growing up with, like, snacks. Like, I remember meals, but I don't remember snacks. Well, I think in your days, I think it's... You mean... I think in our days... Covered wagons. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In our day, when in the you were growing up in America, I think things were different, and people were thinner, and there were much less obesity, and so maybe there were less meals. Yeah, they were just snacking. Less, well, the snacking thing is is it's 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 perpetuated on on us by the food industry. I well, mean, okay, let's get back to the supermarket thing because because in Salah, when I visited yes. you, there's a fantastic supermarket, but it's not like Ralph's. You know, you walk in, there's actually a guy selling sardines, a yes. fishmonger standing there yeah. showing you the fish. It's yeah. not like you know cheesy Ralph's well, where you're tripping no. over. You know, it. But it's like but, Bristol Farms. I mean. Yeah, I mean it's wonderful, but, but the prices are much. But what's less. the yeah? But what's the what changed in France to make more like when I visited Jean in Montmartre, there was a there was a guy down the street who only sold butter and eggs. That was it, mm-hmm. butter yeah, and that's eggs. Right. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that was the whole store. Yes. Butter and eggs. And she she said to me, "There's a rumor in the neighborhood that he was a member of the Nazi party." <laughs> I'm like, what? But anyway, uh, so she doesn't. She didn't patronize him because she suspe- She believed that rumor. But anyway, I didn't mean to bring Nazis into this discussion. <laughs> wow, I drifted yeah, into Nazi okay. yeah. Wow, all right. Maybe <laughs> all maybe right. less you. <laughs> maybe less. Less Catherine. Send less us an Catherine. email. Bafpod yeah. at gmail.com. Mm, less yeah. or more Catherine. Less. Uh, and <laughs> A lot less. But what? But then we went out to dinner one night, and I got because the last time I was in Paris was two thousand nine. And before that, it had been a, a couple of years before that. And I noticed at the restaurant, the, the salad that we got was huge. And I said to Jean, yeah. wow, this does not look like, she goes, the portions over here are starting to increase. Yes. It's getting out of control. Yes. It's really weird. Yeah. But what changed? Well, just that. I mean, I think globalization, I think uh, American culture, you know, with with you know, all the giant corporations that are pushing food across borders. I mean, yeah. And they, yeah, but French people are like, hey, kiss my ass. We've been doing, no, but they, the young, the young people who are interested in, they listen to American music. They're kind of fascinated by American culture and McDonald's and uh, Starbucks and, uh, you know, all these things are attractive to young kids. And, and so they adapt. I mean, you know, we're old farts, but 30 something people now eat differently than when, you know, yeah. And the supermarkets now, there's a ton of different, you know, uh, cereals. I think my nephews who are 23 and, and 19 have grown up uh, eating cereal. 
yeah. for instance, and, and Coca-Cola, you know, the, all the, the sodas and well, all that stuff has just spilled over our, you know, across our borders to Europe. And, and it's kind of annoying to see Starbucks, like, you know, Starbucks. we don't need Starbucks, you know, so we don't need Starbucks. We have our cafes. We're good. We're do you good. have Starbucks We've in Paris? Yes, tons. Uh, of course they and do. And even in Italy, which is like, are you fucking kidding me? No. That's crazy. We know how to make coffee. Not you guys. It's our thing. No kidding. It's very nice to have a Starbucks. You know, when the first Starbucks opened in Chicago, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. They sold croissant, which I thought, oh, my God, I died. And then you ate it. And you were like. It was still good because it was like I didn't I hadn't gone back to France for two years. I'm like, it's a croissant. I don't care what it, you know, I, I loved it. It was great. But when you're in France, you sit and you have your little cafe. You do not need a fucking Starbucks. But they're there nonetheless. And people line up to get that stuff. Oh, that's crazy. Because it's American, it's cool, it's novelty, it's, you know... Yeah, like over here, they they used to have something called... What was that that French restaurant that they used to have in every mall? Um, Not La Creperie, but um, the croissant one. Oh, God, what was it called? Mm. They had... Don't look at me. uh, El Bon Pain or something like that. Yeah, Au Bon Pain. Au Bon Pain. Au Bon Pain is good. Yeah. It was in France, yeah. Yeah. But no, Le Pain Quotidien was a good example of something. So you're in Kankakee, you're 17 years old, you're eating chili dogs in the back of the car. And you know, another thing to say, let's go get a Sunday, which to me, Sunday was a day of the week. I had no idea what a Sunday was. And also this whole ordering, it was, it stressed me out beyond belief. So you walk into the Dairy Queen. First of all, I was like, what's a Dairy Queen and what's a Sunday? Wait, that's a day of the week. My English was not good. at. I mean, obviously it was just a high school English level, but I was like, wait, Queen, Dairy Queen. I don't see a queen. Is there a queen? Is what is dairy? Is it, oh, do they, a reference to a, is, is a reference to a, they're referring to a cow is the queen. Uh, anyway, so you go there, you and they say, what do you want? What do you want? With a Chicago accent. What do you want? What do you want? What do you like, have, honey? I was like, I, I don't know. What am I supposed to have? Put a little so meat on your bones. Have, she'll have, the, you know, they ordered for me and I felt like like a like a deer, you know, like <laughs> caught in the headlights. Like, uh, I'm supposed to know what to order. And that was always super stressful for me to walk into restaurants or, or shimmy up to the counter of any kind of, you know, and having yeah. to order, what are you gonna? What are you gonna have? I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know. I haven't Next. seen. it. <laughs> was, I always felt like the rep, the the speed with which everything went down, food wise, was also kind of a problem. Yeah. Next, next, they take right. your plate away. And you eat. What fast. do you want? And you do everything fast. fast. Yeah. And yeah. eating fast is a problem. And I learned how to eat fast, and I still eat too fast. Mark will tell you. Yeah. Uh, because, for instance, I worked in retail. I worked in retail in France. We closed the store between 12 and 2, I want to say, maybe 12.30 and 2. Everybody got their food. We all ate together in the sewing room. It was really nice. Or sometimes we would go out to a little restaurant. I moved this to America. Like, this sounds like civilization to me. Yes. We closed the store. Closed you know, the store. That's and every, for starters. Everybody eats together, like all the salespeople, the bosses, and then there was sewing person. You know, It was Sonia Riquel Boutique on... Boulevard Saint Honoré. Anyway, so that was really fun. I come to America. I start. I live. I work in a fancy boutique in Chicago. Ultimo. Ultimo thank you very I much. I used to go there. You probably, I worked there. I, I must have seen you. Ultimo. I must have seen you too. Yeah, yeah. So Ultimo. I worked there. So we we had maybe forty five minutes for lunch, and we were not allowed to leave the premises, or we could just go get a go to Bravco, get a Coke or something. Bravco. Or go to the corner to the oak tree. That's for you, Debbie. Get a sandwich if you're listening. Bravco. and come back. But we had to be on call. Like if someone came on the floor, you say, "Hey, Catherine." So you're eating, you're shoving your sandwich in your in your face in the back. Yeah. And then, Catherine, we need you on the floor, and you have to leave everything to go. So this is how you shove your food in your mm-hmm. face. Not French. Not the French and way. Th- uh-uh. To this day, I struggle with eating too fast. Yeah. 
Yeah, I eat way too fast. So do you. Oh, my God. It's insane. And when I visit you in France, it's like I'm shoveling it in and everyone's just sitting there like taking a little bite here and there. And I'm like, oh, am I done already? (laughs) It's a really bad habit. It makes you overeat. It's bad for digestion. I mean, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's just bad. It's bad. But but in, in America, also schools, my kids had to rush. They had 45 minutes to eat their lunch, which means they'd spend 30 minutes or 20 minutes waiting in line at the cafeteria to get their food unless I gave, you know, when they packed their food, it was easier. And then they find a place to sit and then they have to eat it in 15 minutes. Yeah. In France, again, two hours for lunch for kids. Yeah. And so fab- we get out at 4.30. Fabulous lunch. And pretty good lunch, I have to say. When I, I remember, because I didn't eat lunch at school, but my, my sister... My sister, her kids went to, you know, they ate at school. And when my little nephew, Guillaume, was telling me what they were eating, I was like, what? They have a three-course meal. They have a little salad, a little crudité, so a little beet salad, a little carrot salad. Then they have they have their main dish, which could be steak frites or it could be poulet, you know, chicken with broccoli. Delicious. And then maybe they'll have fish and rice and a little salad. And then they have a yogurt and a fruit. Because that's <laughs> just like America, huh, Jen? They have a proper just, meal. I remember amazing. I remember our student meals. Some of them were like I couldn't. I, I would usually bring my 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 lunch because I just it was like sloppy Joe. Yeah, remember the sloppy Joes? Yeah, sloppy oh my Joe. god! Yeah, my kids still. Oh. My kids, same thing. They had bad frozen Ugh. burritos and gross. The, it's the same. You know, it's Monsanto. They 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 make meals for prisons, and they make the yeah. same meals. They are the yeah. same people who make meals for school children, which is horrendous. Yeah, Michelle Obama did a lot though for school meals, didn't she? Yeah, they yeah. tried. They yeah. tried. I they want tried. him. To, I want her to be on the sh- uh, on our podcast. <laughs> okay. I want to know, Michelle. I want to know, <laughs> Michelle, who cooks Thanksgiving? It's not you, because you're a goddess, and I don't think Barack is. Rustling a turkey. I think they probably get invited somewhere. No, I'm, I'm sure she cooks. Are you kidding me? I, I think, think she, she probably does. cooks, but yes. not Thanksgiving. Too much pressure. No, I think she does. If I were Michelle Obama, I would not be cooking she, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving dinner. is not too much pressure, you guys. It's not, it is. We have two podcasts not. devoted to it. Okay? I know. Okay, listen. I, there's a lot of eye rolls on my head. <laughs> listen, <laughs> no, don't be a big bitch. Don't be our bitchy podcast. No, guest. no, no. But it's it's funny how also the difference between cooking and just making food, like. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's you know, let's you go know back. What, you let's know what back. I mean? Okay, <laughs> let's go back because Catherine is she has a couple of great recipes. They're not recipes. The though. roast chicken. Okay. It's not a recipe. Okay. <laughs> Stop arguing. It's not Listen. a recipe. You just put heat to meat. No. That's it. We went over to Dean and I went over to Catherine's house one night and she roasted a chicken. That sounds like a porn film and, to me. And Dean goes <laughs> to meat. Oh my Okay, Jan. Way anyway, way to keep it real. Okay. Okay. We have a roast chicken. And Dean goes, oh, my God, this is so good. I'm like, yeah. I said I said to Catherine, how do you roast your chicken? She goes, what are you talking about? Everybody, know, everybody knows how to roast a chicken. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, okay, I, I don't know how to roast a chicken. Turns what? out there's a bit of a, there's a little bit of a process. No. Okay. okay. There's no process. Okay. Uh, it, it's like what, brushing your teeth. Okay. Okay. Well, I had to learn to brush my teeth at some point. Okay. So now I learned how to brush my teeth and now I learned how to roast your chicken, which is fantastic. Interesting. Here's yeah. what you do. You take the, I'll put it on the blog. I'll put Cat J's roast chicken because it's fantastic. And but then it's I, not her recipe. It's not really a recipe. It's like you take a chicken. It's a method. You rub it. You you take a piece of meat, in this case a chicken. You rub some oil on it. You put some salt and pepper on it. You warm up the oven. You shove it in the oven. And you wait 45 minutes. And voila. That's right. That's not a, that's not a recipe. Okay, but it's here's like the key is. The putting key, heat to meat. No, there's a couple <laughs> of little keys. The, the first key is you don't put it on a rack. You put it directly on the pan. 
Yeah. The second key. Although you could also roast it, but go ahead. The second key is you put the oil and salt and pepper on at the last minute before you pop it in the oven. You don't you don't salt cure it like I do well, my why, turkey. Who would fucking do that? What put uh, put salt on the turkey? Who would cure it? Me. I would. I would cure. So you're it. overkilling it. All right. You just take the chicken. You rub it. You put it in, and that's, that's it. right. But that's no recipe. Yeah. No. But I mean, that's that that whole turkey thing with the the Judy bird, where you salt it for three days. You know that that no, makes. But that's, that's, yeah. No. And then there's a couple of other tricks that I learned online, not from you, where you you let let it dry out in the refrigerator for the night before, so the skin gets crispy, and then you let it get to room temperature, so it cooks evenly, and it's fantastic. It's a simple. None basic... of those are useful. None of these are really needed. But yes, okay, yeah, She's you can make it better. No, but but it's so funny. It's like when I heard you when I listened to your podcast, your previous podcast, which I loved, by the way. Thank you. Um, and you're talking about some mashed potatoes recipe and all that stuff. And I, I'm like, there's, I'm like, literally, I'm She's like, yelling putting, at the thing. I'm putting She's my mascara yelling at the on iTunes. What is like, she talking about? There's no recipe for mashed potatoes. You take the potatoes, you peel them, you put them in hot water, you boil them, you put salt and pepper, and voila, and then you mash them. And, no, there's a little bit and of And therefore are mashed there's potatoes. There's a little bit of a mystery to mashed potatoes because how long do you boil them for? Until they're soft, you put the you t- half an hour. You put a knife in them to see if they're soft enough. Yeah, but I mean, I a half hour. What are you crazy? That's a long time. No, yeah, it's at least a half hour because they get waterlogged. I mean, if I no, chop no, them no. into cubes, okay, well, whatever. Yes, my but, mashed potatoes are pretty good. But you're overthinking it, is what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, let's speaking of overthinking, let's segue into another segment, Jan, called food spoilage. Catherine is a big believer that nothing ever spoils. I'm also alive and well to here to tell you yeah. about it. She 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 doesn't believe in expiration dates. She doesn't believe in you know, Well, I think no, I'm just going to say this because when when Kat is saying that, that that you know this isn't a recipe, you don't need a recipe. It's simple, and you know you don't have to look at expiration dates and all that stuff. I agree with all of that. But you're also coming from a sensibility where you're starting out with stuff. Yes, that's good. I agree. And it's also, good. But also, I'm starting from a point where I've always seen my mother do it. Yeah. I come from a, from a, from a, in France. Everybody makes meals the same way they do the dishes and they wash their mm-hmm. hair and they take their kids to school. That's part of. It's not really cooking as much as it is living putting heat to food stuff so you can eat it. You know what I mean? Like But you're also starting with way better ingredients. We had this well, we had this discussion yeah, about stuffing a turkey. Produce. Yes, I guess it's true. I mean I learned I, I grew up making the vinaigrette for the salad, for instance. I know how to make a salad and vinaigrette goes through everything. That's again not a recipe. Oil and vinegar, salt, pepper, done. You could put mustard and shallots if you want, but that's it. You could yeah, douse this on every vegetable on earth, and you can have some. You do that, and then your mom also made rabbit. She ate rabbit when she was a kid. Yeah, we ate Catherine a lot of had different rabbit. Meat. Rabbit, guinea hen. Guinea uh, hen is. I mean, I would eat guinea hen. Yeah, but I wouldn't want good. to eat a rabbit. Frog's legs. No, I never. Ate, we never really ate frog leg, frog's legs, but a lot of fish. Did your pork, dad cook it all? Veal. Or is it only your mom? Only my mom. Very Breakfast, lunch, pa- and dinner. Patriarch. Patriarchy. Three yeah. days a week. Three. Oh days yeah, my mom was a. Sl- yeah. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, well, breakfast it was just toasted bread and hot chocolate or something, and that's it. Very, we don't really eat much breakfast. In yeah, time. they're not. It's not breakfast. Is not. That's you what don't I cook remember. breakfast. You just toast bread, and that's it. Yeah, and, which is my kind of breakfast. Yeah, frankly. or you eat, you know, yogurt. But we always have. I don't eat breakfast anymore since I'm intermittent fasting. Yeah, for two years yeah. now. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, I have 760 yeah. fasts under my belt. Yeah, well, me too. But I do it two days a week. Yeah, but. you do it differently than mm-hmm. I do. I I have to eat something every day. You can go for a whole day without eating. That's mm-hmm. impossible for me. Mm. 
anyway, no, food spoilage. So, you know, when I first went to Europe, this is way before I even met you, I would go to whatever market there was and I would be looking on the shelf and I'd be like, what the shit? These people didn't put their eggs away. Like there's eggs no, sitting eggs right are, on the shelf. Eggs are not refrigerated in France. I know. Or in England either. Or in, in Europe all in yeah, general. Yeah, I'm like, so my, I said to my friend, I go, what's, she goes, oh no, they don't refrigerate eggs over here. I'm like, what? Well, I know like, why. Well, now I know why, because you told me. Because over here, everything is homogenized, pasteurized, washed. sterilized, washed. If you wash you the know, eggs, you and gooched and everything. And so that makes it perishable. Whereas if you just put them from the chicken's butt into the yes. bin and put it on the shelf, it, has a film. it lasts forever. It, yes. Who knew? Also, eggs do last forever. The other day, I I told you I had eggs I couldn't in my it. fridge that were three months old, and I ate yeah, them. Yeah, she goes, I'm eating time. eggs from, se- what was it? This yeah, was when was the, what was the date? It, I was like, you kind you of call amazed. me like in late December, you go, I'm eating <laughs> These are eggs August, that are marked probably. from September, and I'm fine. I'm like, ew. You break it, you know when the egg is fresh. You can tell if the white is really tightly very gelatinous and tight around the yolk when you break your egg, it's fresh. We don't know that. You know that it's, because you yeah. grew up in Europe. Because, yeah. Europeans My, my mom shit. taught me that. Yeah. Our moms didn't teach us that. Yeah, that's the difference. Because you guys are pioneer. Pioneers. Yeah. You, you, you went across the country in covered wagons and, you know, wrestle up a, you know. Yeah. I don't know. What does that have to do with eggs? It's... <laughs> <laughs> no, but the way to think about food and meals, we've been settled for thousands of years, so we've had plenty of time to kind of oh, work out a bunch of recipes. You, and I mean Americans in general, with a new, you know, new culture, you just uh, made things on the go. Like you killed a rabbit on the, you know, on the prairie, and you skinned it and roasted it and made some baked beans on it, and then packed up in this run, you know, kept going west. Yeah. Yeah, so, but, but so, America is also just, you know, it's a huge melting pot of Europeans. Well, that's and why. All, and all people. Well, so, I think that you can eat very well in America. It's just that people don't have it, that in, that deeply ingrained food culture. Like, I, you know, like no. your kids learn to make a little vinaigrette. You know, you, yeah. you don't do that. But you can eat super well in America because Americans do things very, very well once they figure it out. They're like, oh, yeah. But you have to you want to see a good it. chef. You want to see a, a, you know, Michelin star chef. I'll give you some really, you know, Americans do things very, very, very well. It's just the history of the country makes it. Yeah, the history of the different. country is what it is. It's yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll tell you my pork story, and you can tell me whether I did the right thing or not. Okay, <laughs> I so, can tell you right now. <laughs> well, you're the one who told me to get rid of it, which I did. Well, in doubt, when in doubt, it's always better. Exactly. I would say. Let me start off. But by your s- nose helps. Oh, well, no, go up. no, no. Let me yes, start off by saying smell. that I went on to an Instagram account called Figure One, which used to be for anybody, but now they've restricted it to medical professionals. And I happened to see uh, what a parasite looks like oh, that hell. lives in pork. It's got yes. two heads, and each head has teeth. It looks like two-headed alien. <laughs> This is what a pork parasite looks like, said the poster. So cook your pork. And then all these comments were like, this is why so many religions restrict pork. It's the nastiest That's meat true. out there. Bloody, that is bloody, true. Bloody, That's, That's why very kosher true. came to be. It was and from you have medical to, reasons. And you have to cook your pork well. That is absolutely true. A it two-headed be, parasite. Okay. Yes. Ew, in salmon. Ew, and you can ew. find them in all other things, yeah, too. But, but the salmon ahead. is only one head. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Good to know. So okay. I made I made my carne adovada, which is a pork stew where you chop up pork into 
chunks and you fry the pork and then you cook it in like this pepper sauce, basically. It's like a chicken broth with guajillo peppers and cinnamon and it's delicious. So it cooks and cooks and cooks. It's a three hour cook. And then at the end, you take the pork, you shred it and you have all this leftover sauce. So I put the leftover sauce in the freezer and then I thought, oh, I'm just going to get some more pork. This is months later mm-hmm. and take that sauce and make a fresh batch of carne adovada. So remember, I cooked the sauce with the pork. Yeah. Froze it, defrosted it. Yeah. Put the raw new pork in the yeah. old sauce. Yes. Cooked that. Yes. Froze that. Yeah. And freaked out. Why? Because I frosted. Oh, I defrosted hell. and frosted twice. No, you crazy. <laughs> you crazy. Over. So I threw it all away. You're crazy. Nuts. Because I asked her mom. Nuts. Frima knows, and Frima was like, Nuts. No. No. Well, cause she's like, she, well, my mother, you know. You cooked the shit out of, uh, sorry. I, I, I cooked the it. shit out of it, yeah, so but I defrosted it twice. Everything. doesn't matter. You can't defrost something twice. You can't defrost. You, you mean you fro? oh. But I, so it has nothing to do with the pork. But right. The, but the, the sauce. It has nothing to do with the pork. But no, it has so to do with the pork about the story. Pork. Wait. Wait, no, the, 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 the sauce, the pork cooks in the sauce so the sauce even though it was separate from the pork had pork juice in it yeah that's fine that but it's pork it's juice ultra cooked so you're fine it's uber cooked so you you, you killed all the heads of all the things there might be one head left I checked, no, I checked it. You're crazy. But you're right. The fr- frosting, the... the f- yeah, see, the I defrosted fr- it twice. and the defrost. And so the there's pork yeah, juice can. in there. But you tend to use the freezer a lot more than, for instance, the average Joe, I think. I don't free. I don't like to freeze stuff hardly ever. And you ever. can't freeze stuff forever either. It, oh, I know. At a certain and I point, you got to eat it. Yeah. I don't freeze it forever. I keep a rotating thing on, on an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, I mean, I think... On an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, we've established that, Catherine. <laughs> on an Excel I love my Excel spreadsheet. You're so funny. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, you're right. So there's, it's true about the freezing. Yeah, but that was, has nothing. You told me it was a pork story. It's not a pork story. It's a pork the story. The pork is fine. That the was pork not is fine, the pork but the pork juice was in the. Don't don't argue. I'll just tell you the, the one thing you have to be careful is cold cuts. You know, if you do not eat them, like if you have like chicken, um, turkey, turkey yeah, slices, turkey gets all strong, slimy. You that can make you very sick. Yeah. So that you have to there's three nothing, days and or whatever. The, there's nothing worse than food poisoning. Then. But that's kind of it. I would say everything else. I mean, this is an example. My mom cooked a chicken, like you know, the chicken. We'd eat it, and Just, half of it was left, or and she would put it back in the oven, close the door, and then leave it there overnight. And then the what? next day, yes, it's cooked in the oven. It's already, the oven is still. She warm. didn't put it in the refrigerator. It's sterile in there. No. Same thing with a stew. You in her pressure cooker, she would make a stew. We'd eat it. She put it back in this in the you know we'd left whatever was left in the pressure cooker. We put the lid back on, seal the, or close the lid. So and then we'd left it out. Don't need to refrigerate it overnight. You can't leave it there for a week, but the next day you can eat it. It's fine. So we already know this is a story about a French family because there's leftover chicken and stew mm. in both of those stories. I'm I'm still going back to the. Um, Slices of cold cuts. Yeah, that's, so that I know for a fact that. Well, wait, I've, because when I've you buy the, my kids once that way, she it. gives she gives her mom a lot of cold cuts. No, I don't. This is for my cat. If you must know, oh, God. so he likes turkey. I mean, I do too. I I, I, I buy him turkey, so <laughs> he gets turkey cold cuts. But on those packages, they they say you know sell by, and it's like a month or two later. If it's not open, 
if, if it's, it's sealed, not open, if it's not open, it's fine. But as soon as you open, open it, it, you have to kind of be careful. Yeah, three days. I gotta throw that shit out when I get home. I'm killing and my cat. Yeah, you can't, you can't kill that. But cat. cats are different. They, their their systems, you know, it's like the same. With Even dogs. so, okay. But so that's you know. Why don't you just feed him cat food like a normal person? <laughs> He gets cat food, but, but they, he gets they his, need treats. He gets they his treats treaty sometimes. meat. Cause yeah, he's my, my dog like she, she she would just kill me. Just about everything to get a piece of turkey, but yeah. But uh, do you give Luna treats? Catherine has a little dog. Very for well, my listen, for our she, listeners. She you know she's older and she needs low fat or she gets stomach problems, digestive problems. So don't we, we all? Her. Don't we all? Oh. <laughs> um, so we give we keep her on a strict diet of that fresh food. You know. Um, Fresh food for dogs, I think it's called. They make it in that kitchen. I mean, it's fancy, it's expensive, but you know, she's fifteen, so she can almost sixteen years old, and it's worth so it for now. What but. is your what is your meals like now? Like you've been here a long time. So you know, I was. So I oh, wait. I let's cooked. go back to your first marriage. Did you cook for the first marriage? <laughs> yeah, like Jeff and I. I mean, I knew some stuff that my mom. I, I repeated stuff that my mom would make in the house. And like he was a Francophile. I mean, he spoke yes. fluent French. He loved French culture. Yes. He loved everything about it. So he was totally So, into you know, but we, we mixed. I mean, we were young and we would eat out and we'd order also, you know, pizza. Once, you know, Chicago pizza. Because you lived in Chicago by now. You got yes, out of Kankakee. I lived in Chicago. So, so, and, but when we lived in Paris together for two years, we cooked. Yeah, like my mom cooked. I made a salad. You always... It's always a salad. There's always you always have to have tomatoes in the house and then cold cuts and ham, jambon, mange du jambon and like potato salad for lunch, for instance, and then and then you make like a little steak in for dinner with uh, some boiled potatoes or mashed potatoes and a piece of salmon or something. But did you your know. mom plan food or did she just wing it every day? Well, I'm sure she planned it. She kind of went shopping every day because as you were saying, mm-hmm. Jan, there were not a lot of supermarkets and you kind of and also it was part of the way we did it. I would go to the charcuterie. She goes, "Go to Daviti." I remember the name, guy <laughs> with the name. <laughs> go to Vache Daviti, go to Daviti's across the, you know, and, you know, get me some 10, you know, five slices of ham and a jar of uh, and get some like beans. And then uh, also maybe uh, she's just making it up on the fly. Yeah. And see what they have. If you if you see any good, um, you know, they make those little, you know, those. How do you call them? Like say it in French. Jan they're knows. they're like they're those uh, cornichons. Uh, no, sometimes they, these places make prepared food that are really good, like volovan. You know what a volovan is? No. Volovan. It's no. like a savory pastry with like it's like a chip. It, it's like the equivalent of a, like a gougere of a chicken pot pie, but it's oh, yeah, it's, it's in a good. My, so she goes mm-hmm. see if he has any fresh fresh ones made. So I would you know, or popiette. Also popiette is like a it's a lamb. It's a it's veal. It's a thin veal. Uh, cutlet stuffed with with uh, sausage stuffing and you so sewn together and Delicious. you cook it in them. It's so good. So those char- charcutier, those guys made all those things, and you could just you know get that for lunch. And yeah. Mm-hmm. So vegetarianism, veganism isn't very big. I don't think so. No. no. no but you have a daughter who's a vegan. Oh, yes. yes, I do. <laughs> It's okay. I we do. love vegans. We I love do. vegans. Daisy. I do. I, you know, it's 
It's it's a, it's, it's her it's, thing. It's a journey. It's her journey. It's a journey. She's experimenting. It's normal. She's she also you know, said she never she, felt better in her life. Yeah, when she went vegan. You know, my sister was very concerned at one point because my sister's a scientist. And she was concerned that Daisy wasn't getting all the amino acid amino acids that she's supposed to get, and she was lacking yeah, some things. Fine. And then if she needed to take supplements, and so I mean, you know, one time I went to Claire, you know, I went to Catherine's sister's house. Catherine's sister lives in Toulouse, so when I go visit Catherine, I fly in and out of Toulouse. And her sister was nice enough to have me over for dinner, and she had, she had like this charcuterie board out, and you know, her sister is very tiny. And she had like one little salami. And I'm over there like hauling ass with that charcuterie board. I'm eating the cheese, the salami. <laughs> Everyone's like picking politely. And I'm like, arr, 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 arr. I'm like shoveling it in. I'm like, am I the only one eating here apparently? No, I'm but wait, only, take your time. It's like the everything American. Else. Take your time. Sip your wine. Take your time. Oh, yeah. This is a very interesting and great. Um, <laughs> Everybody's taking little bites. And I'm like, arr, 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 arr. and it was our dinner thing. So there's a thing in France. I don't know when it started coming about. but not. It wasn't around when I was. <laughs> growing up there but l l the last 20 years or 15 years aperitif dinatoire oh. so what happens is you do an aperitif but it's dinner right and you serve you know, maybe foie gras for instance on mm -hmm. really good bread and you have hummus and olives and you know all sorts of little things but that's it you invite people over you eat around the coffee table everybody has drinks that's what we had that's exactly that's what, it what was. we had we had so it's easy you don't have to make you don't have to cook a big thing and you can buy you know tapenade and and you you'll have charcuterie like you say saucisson or jambon you know you'll have like ham and it was foie gras so Mayer, a lot of foie gras so once you've eaten this you're kind of like full yeah. anyway and then maybe you'll have sometimes cookies and you know to have a little sweet touch at the end but that's it and i actually love that yeah. because what i hate in cooking well, there's several things that I hate in cooking, but yeah, I well, hate it, having to cook over there and when the party's going on over here. I yeah. hate that. Well, okay. So here's an interesting thing about Catherine that I will share. <laughs> you know, she she really doesn't like to cook. No. That's just what it is. <laughs> no, I don't. She just doesn't really enjoy it. Not at all. So and in, yeah. a, in a hideous irony, in a hideous, <laughs> cruel twist of fate, she has just moved into a house that has a kitchen that I would literally, I would kill you for it, Jan, because it's so we fabulous. You come and use it anytime and, you guys And come. I would let you. <laughs> no, you guys such, have to come over and we can. It's we, the most beautiful kitchen yeah. I have ever seen in my life. And so, you know, and then you open up her refrigerator and it's all these bags from what's that service you use? Gobble. Gobble. Yeah, but she cooks. Gobble. Yeah, I cook. stuff. Not your mama's food yeah, service. Yeah, but she cooks. I cook. You gotta cook, cook that stuff. I do. It yeah, I cook I like itself. It. But I want Gobble to sponsor us. Gobble. Gobble is great. Not right? your mama's food service. It's fantastic. There was no mama's food service. So, so you cut I wish open. A, there had so been. you cut open a bag from Gobble. You cut open the yes, bag it's and great. We do you have to read the card? Like put well, the steak in the pan. Yeah, but now turn we, the oven on. Yes, exactly. It gives you an, <laughs> it gives you a lot of very d detailed directions for like the dumb the person who's never cooked before probably you know warm up you know medium. So it's great. I absolutely love them. It removes the thinking out of, of cooking. No shopping necessary. You have the stuff in your house. And, and the most important thing that you always no say, waste. no waste. No waste. Yeah. No waste. And it's, I looked at the price. It comes to about less than $12 per plate. For, That's great. For three meals, for, for three recipes. So I, I order three recipes Per week, it's two meals per recipe, so that's six, six meals. So now that I live with Mark, you know, when I was by myself, I only ordered two recipes a week, and I would make 
the two portions one you know a night and then I would eat the other portion the next day for lunch or dinner you know but now we yeah but you it's like well, what are we gonna do for dinner oh let's run to the store no need to go run to the store to fetch anything you have your meal and they last a whole week I get delivered on Tuesdays and from Tuesday to Tuesday it's still plenty good sometimes I've even stretched it longer <laughs> hey gobble if you're listening this is Jan. I'd really like to try you. Yeah, I, I think I may have some free meals to send. to mm. I'll, I'll, Gobble, okay. not your mama's food service. But, you know, I tried, I have to say, I started with Green Chef, which was also good. And I did Green Chef for like ah, a couple of years. And then the one thing I didn't like about Green Chef is that a lot of their recipes made you use your oven and your stove. You start everything on the stove and then you put it in the oven. And I found it, a lot of times it was sort of an unnecessary step and you know when you put the frying pan in the stove then you have to be really careful because the handle is burning and you yeah it's called cooking no so i prefer in that one right so gobble rarely sometimes they make you do Mm -hmm. this for certain things but most of the time not yeah and then you have vegetables and then they give you the extra little packet for the sauce that's going to make the difference little spices the the quality is good it's delivered to your house i don't know how they make it work frankly i don't know how financially like i don't know how they their business plan, I would like to look at that because I would like that's kind of an interesting. Their margins must be very slim. I don't know. I, 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 it's a totally maybe it's a Ponzi thing. Maybe it's like, I don't <laughs> well, know. there is food and I eat it. So, <laughs> or Ponzu. It's a Ponzu scheme. And you know, if they're we're very good. Food. Like so, sometimes it's happened and they forgot something in the bag. Like you yeah. get like pork, blah, 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 and there's no pork in the thing. So, what? You, yeah, it happens. You know, human error. So you call them and then they give you a refund right away. Mm. Or the other day there was the I opened the packet and then the meat was had been opened. Ew. It, and it had leaked in there and I'm like, ah and then they reimbursed me. But I ate it anyway. It was good. Oh <laughs> it's my fine. God. What is wrong because with Because there was nothing wrong with the meat. The beef it, it comes frozen or the 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 A lot of times it's you no ate open frozen. you ate open yeah. leaky bag yes. meat. Oh god. Yes. Okay. Well, was you fun. were going to eat pork with two heads, so I would shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> no, I threw but, it away, stupid. Is, but but this is to tell you, I looked at it, it was perfect. It smelled perfect. You could tell by looking at it that it was fresh. The color was right. Yeah. And Mark also, Mark also cooks, too. Mark, Mark. Well, Mark is great. The two of us, yeah, he cooks. He makes me the best sandwiches. That's another thing Americans are good at, making sandwiches. French don't What are you know. talking about? French sandwiches are French? No, we don't make sandwiches. We, no, we, no. Oh, baguette sandwiches, yes, in a boulangerie. But, you know, the actual, you know. No, no. The, the French make a guerre, and they make a jambon with, yeah, you jambon know, beurre. on a Jambon, beurre, ou rillette, yeah. ou saucisson. But the, the actual, oh, yeah, no. So you no. guys know how to make. You'll notice how I revert to being a French. You guys, I identify as an American, just so you know. Yeah, but you when do. we talk about food, I'm like, you guys. Now, when you go back, when you when you go back to France, though, and you're living there part yeah. of the time or what yeah. have you, do you find that your the, the way you eat completely changes than the way you eat here? Yes. Well, not really, because I would say that I eat here the same way that I would eat in, in France I make a little salad for lunch if we for lunch for instance if we don't have those bags or whatever I, I'll buy like shredded chicken or shrimp or turkey and then I'll, I'll make a little sandwich or I'll toss the shrimp on a green salad with avocado and a little vinaigrette and that's my lunch and I eat the same thing in France mm. 
Yeah, but in France, you also have that little griddle that you cook the sardines on, that little... Well, I'll buy things that I can't find here. Yeah. Sardines, the sardines that I love, the foie gras. I eat a lot of charcuterie in France because you can't find it here. Yeah. Duck, which I love, is my oh, favorite meat. I love meat. duck. Favorite meat. So it's I, my mom's well, favorite. Her, in the Dordogne Valley, it's, is the, it's, it's duck central. Yes, so we eat magret, we eat, you know, and the sardines, grill the sardines in the summer. It's great. So all those things that I can't find here, I do eat a lot of over there. Even but, like Santa Monica Seafood doesn't have the sardines? I don't think that, so. I don't know. know. I've never been there, but I've never seen any fresh sardines sold anywhere Interesting. And yeah. Do they it's even make, do you. they have duck? Like, can you get duck? Yes, I bought the other day at Gelson's in the frozen aisle. I bought a duck magret, which is basically a duck breast with the skin on. And then you you, you, you eat it like red meat. You know, duck is red meat, surprisingly enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was I. It was good. It was good. I have another one in the freezer. Gelson's is a supermarket, by the way. People were complaining about our Fruit Street podcast when we were oh, talking about uh, yeah, because like the store like what store is that? It's like put it together, people. It's a supermarket. We're talking about food yeah. Gelson's here. is a very nice supermarket. It's about food. It's all you need money. Yeah, got to yeah. have money to eat at some of these. Places. I mean, the food the, that, that's <laughs> you do it's so expensive here. When I go to the grocery store yeah. in France. I spent a hundred bucks, and I here I'd spend four hundred bucks. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. It's like it's yeah. like I was complaining about like I could go shop at Erwan, but I can't afford to go yeah. to Erwan. I can't afford to go. To Erwan. No, there's one down the street from me. Yeah, there, there is. Oh my god, Daisy and I were there yesterday, and we saw of course an actor, an actress who was in there, and Daisy looked. You know, I didn't know who she was, but of course everybody's looking at everybody. There's a lot of posh, chic ladies with their fancy purses and stuff, and everybody's looking like, "Are you somebody? Are you somebody? Are you on TV? I think you're on TV. He's is this guy on TV? It's like." So so funny. Everybody. And then, yeah, so she got food for herself because. Daisy? Yeah, because yeah. she's a vegan. So. Right. Yeah. And she, it looked great. She We, we brought that home because we went shopping and then brought that home and I made a bag <laughs> for Mark and I, which was actually steak and vegetables. Yeah. Divine. The vegetables were just in the oven and then the steak, you know, a little, it was a skirt steak, I think sliced and it was perfect yeah and uh yeah so she ate her food and it worked out well but erwan i've never really shopped there it was my first time in that store i shopped at one not that long ago she got her thing she got her thanksgiving salad i remember and you said it was very much worth it it was delicious it actually was the, the, I'm all kidding aside. The romaine lettuce was really like good. really good. Yeah, yeah. really. I'm good. not surprised. I mean, they have to bring something to the plate, for right? That money for the thirty dollars that it costs <laughs> for my, you know, just for my romaine it's lettuce. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I even I, Gelson's is insane. Gelson's yeah. is insane. Erwan is like even the, more insane. It's more insane. You know, I, you know, one store I don't love is Whole Foods. Yeah, because Whole Foods they have a lot of the. You know, gluten-free, macrobiotic, this, that, and the other, which is not really my cup of tea. That's why I really always love Bristol Farms because they had the French cheese and the pate, and you could find some rillette, and you could find mimolette. You can find all that gourmet stuff: the mimolette, the truffle oil, the this and that. They specialize in that, which is what I like. Whole Whole Foods, Foods, they have all that weird food that doesn't interest me. (laughs) Erwan has all that weird stuff too, and super healthy, but it's it's good. Like, it's yeah. really good. Like, I'm not really interested in super healthy or whatever the, you know, yeah. microbiotic this and that. I'm like, just give me, I'm still very old school. Like, right. Just yeah. give me You just want good, good food. Butter and good. Good, yeah. clean, unprocessed, yeah. Yeah. Good, good and fresh good vegetables. Food. hard to get. And yeah. on that note, we are at the end of our time Aww, here. I know. We, no. could, we could talk forever. 
yeah. about food. No, we could be good. bitching about French food and American food and all. But you'll have to come back and join us yes, for another time. Yes, I'll be happy to. We'll do a part two. Time. And mm-hmm. uh, we'll do our sign-off now. Thank you for coming, Catherine. Sure, really thank you. My pleasure. Okay. It was so fun. And okay, we'd like to say to our... Bye!